Hello and welcome to Data Learners. Welcome to Data Learners, where we learn about data science. I am Sami, your data learner. And I'm Tori, your data mentor. And I'm here to guide Sami and, in turn, you listeners through your very own hands-on real-world data science project. Wow. 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 And just so you guys know, Sami and I are social distancing, and this is our first ever podcast that was not recorded face-to-face. Well, this is face-to-face, but just through the internet. Mm, mm-hmm. It's not the same. So Sami has a pretty good excuse for, you know, cutting back on his project, and I'm sure listeners as well have maybe taken taking a step back from theirs. I've seen kind of two approaches to that. You know, people are either taking a step back to, to reassess uh, bigger priorities right now, or they're really throwing themselves into their work and just taking on more projects. So either one is fine with us. Gross. That sounds terrible. So for the first two weeks, I was definitely a blob and doing nothing. And now uh-huh. I'm starting to like throw myself into projects a little bit more. I've normalized a bit. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think that with my work stuff, it was I had a lot of people to call and get a hold of. So I was just doing a lot more other things and maybe doing a little bit of productinating. I made breakfast for all of my housemates, uh, which I think people enjoyed. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to get down to some data work. Getting down and dirty with some data. Because data is dirty. That's a thing. Oh, God. I have been cleaning up data in this project for such a long time. Like, this was like an oil spill. Like, I need (laughs) real Dawn soap in this. Yes, now well, you're getting that real data science vibe. Uh, so, so my data is cleaned. Right now I'm working on joining my data sets like my CSV file. So I've got the CSV file, which is the thing I got from Oakland Parking Tickets. I've got a CSV file, which is um, the unique addresses. Um, and then I've got a CSV file, which is what I got from the Census Bureau. And so, and I don't know if I need to do this or whether it's even reasonable to do this. Do I need to turn those all into one individual CSV file? Or when I'm doing my analysis, can I just, like, you know, input a few CSV files and say, okay, look from here, look from here, look from here? Yeah, it's it's good to keep your data. So I like to think of my data in terms of, like, raw, interim, and processed. So your raw data is going to be the multiple CSV files. You got some stuff from the census. You got some stuff from... Oakland parking tickets. And then your interim data is going to be something that happens after you load it up. You're going to merge it all into one data frame. Um, Maybe you want to output that um, just to like have that one master original file. And then on top of that, you're going to start adding um, some feature engineering, some additional cleaning steps, and then that's going to be your process or your final data frame. And I will store all of that because you don't, sometimes your code gets really um, like long and it can take a long time to run over big data sets. So you don't want to rerun your code every single time if you store like almost like a checkpoint, you know, like when you're playing gotcha. a video game and it auto saves. So that's how I would think about um, how to store your data files. Okay. So I want to I want to get all of my data basically into one CSV file. How else would you like do a comprehensive analysis? Well, that, that I have no idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, and I've been I've been looking around for also how to do what we talked about last time, which was figuring out which data was redundant by like just doing a correlation matrix is what I think you called it. Mm-hmm. And so like I found 
I think a pandas thing. I forget the name of it, the methodology or the method. And it was to run like two columns to see if they're redundant to each other. I think what is maybe a bit of a pain is I've got like 30 columns and I don't want to have to like figure out all the combinations of two columns. Is there a method that you used before that works with all the columns in a CSV file? Yeah, there is. I'm trying to figure out off the top of my head if I remember it, but I just would call it like a correlation matrix or a correlation heat map. Correlation uh, heat map. I'm going to write that down. Because this is a pretty common thing that you want to do. You want to know like which of my features are potentially highly correlated. And in most yeah. cases, you want to throw that out of the data or one of those out of the data. The, the one that's like female, not mm -hmm. female. Like we don't need yeah. both columns. Yeah. Exactly. Percent female and percent male give the same data twice. So we don't want to confuse our algorithms. My, my new current goal will be to, to join those data sets. And this is, this is maybe another question I had. Joining the data sets is kind of an interesting process here. I have like a, so I have three files, right? One is the Oakland parking ticket data. One is the Census Bureau data, which is per, which is organized by Census Track, and then in the middle I have a CSV file that correlates the address to a Census Bureau track, mm -hmm. right? So you can kind of think of like the the one in the middle as the the, the bridge between the parking tickets and the Census Bureau data, mm -hmm. and so in order to join these two. Census Bureau and parking ticket data, I have to use the middle file as like some sort of like key or map, basically. Um, I'm not really sure what the exact term should be, but I would just do two joins. You join the parking tickets to the address to census tract, the, the, and then you join that to the yeah, census tract. The census and maybe this is because I don't know how dot join works, but it doesn't, they don't come in the same order. They don't come in the same order? Meaning the parking tickets, right? There's sometimes uh, there are doubles and triplicate, triplicates, right? And the index numbers for each of them are not the same. Oh, uh, okay. So not in the same index order is fine. They'll, okay. they'll join on the key. They'll preserve the index of one of the files. Um, so I can use like the address as like the key? When you're joining parking tickets to... Um, Address census track, yeah, yeah, that'll be the key. And okay. then when you're joining that to your census, um, census data, then the track will be the key. Yeah, one key. Okay. The other thing is they might not be at the same granularity level because you have one row is one is an address, and you have one thing where one row is a census track, right? There are going to be the same census track repeated a bunch once you join, right? Probably a few times, at least four or five times, yeah. Because you'll have multi at least four or five yeah. parking tickets per census track. Well, there's 252,000 parking tickets that I have data for and 72,000 different addresses, which means that I've got maybe like in Alameda, probably, I don't know, like 150 census bureau tracks. Okay, 150 tracks. Right. And so like, you have yeah. to aggregate your address data is the next step of your data cleaning pipeline. Yes. Happen? Yeah. Making sure that all the addresses that are in the same in the same tract are kind of together. You have to no. Or have like the same. I'm. What do you mean by aggregate my addresses? That's kind of a weird term. Yep, that is weird. That was not clear at all. Um, <laughs> thanks for calling me out on that. So I try. <laughs> uh, keep me honest. Um, 
this is getting to kind of the heart of your problem. So if your features are at the census tract level, that's like the yeah. level of granularity. That's like the smallest thing. You don't have a census bureau data point per address. You have it no, per tract. tract. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are your features. Yeah. Uh, out, now you have to find an outcome to predict that is also at the census tract level. Whereas right now, all your outcomes are at the address level is what I would say. So what you're saying is I need to count up the number of tickets yep. per census tract. Yeah, that's what I think you need to do. And then because, join that with the Census Bureau information. Right, because you want multiple observations per entity. In this case, the entity is the tract. If mm -hmm. you, it doesn't sound like you have enough observations per singular address, the algorithm to start to detect patterns at that level, right? Gosh. Well, because it looks like, you know, if I've got 252,000 tickets and 150 Census Bureau tracks, right? That's, I feel like that's a pretty, there's a lot of, tickets per track. Me too. I feel like that's good. Okay, cool. It, it would not be enough if you only have 72,000 addresses per like 100 or 252. Um, yeah. Yeah, tickets. Yeah. That's only a couple data points per address. Like there's not, there's not enough data for the algorithm to learn there. So right. that's what I, sorry, that's what I meant when I said you need to aggregate your parking ticket data mm -hmm. to the census tract level eventually. Gotcha. That makes sense. Cool. So, yeah. so that's what I'll well, that's what I'll do. I won't even worry about the Census Bureau information and trying to join that. What I will try to do is make a completely new CSV file that says Census Tract number of tickets. Yeah, that could be good. And, and then, then that and then join. Easy to join mm -hmm. to the Census Bureau information, or just add like a column to the Census Bureau information, basically. Yeah, which is the same thing as joining it, I guess. Cool. So that that's what I can do. Or this is getting really far ahead, but. Sometimes you even just keep your X and your Y separate. Sorry, your X and your Y would be your features and your outcomes. Go ahead and throw them all together for now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It would be interesting if I threw them all together and then ran that correlation matrix you were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was some like heavy correlation, but we'll see. Yeah. Probably not. So beyond that, I think we wanted to do a little bit of review of some terms we covered last time. Okay, sure. Yeah, the first one was clustering versus regression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And me being the dumb dumb that I was could not understand what you were saying, even though it was perfectly clear. I listened to the podcast when I was editing it and been like, oh, duh. So regression, in my own words, is when you like figure out a line that fits your data. Mm -hmm. Versus clustering is you are separating different clusters of your data by some similarity that they have or dissimilarity that they have. And sometimes that ends up, you know, using lines to cut portions of your data. You know, if you like can imagine an XY chart and a bunch of different points of data, um, you'd cut a line to, you'd draw a line that would um, kind of cut your data based on the separation of the points. Yeah. There's, there are algorithms that are kind of based on that idea of finding margins between groups of data points to yeah. identify them as clusters. Um, so I think that's a fair way of saying it. Um, you can do a standard deviation too, I guess, of some sort. I think, yeah, the, one of the other core ways you do that is just by um, selecting a, a data point and then seeing how far away each other data point is from it and then starting to identify the one nearest to it as um, a cluster 
and then mm -hmm. calculating the mean of that cluster and then repeating that iteratively. And so that was linear regressions and clustering. Supervised versus unsupervised learning. I think I get that supervised learning is when you have, like, let's say you had a bunch of, like, pictures of dogs and cats, and they already had labels of, this is a dog, this is a cat. Mm -hmm. That's supervised learning. Mm -hmm. Right? And so then your algorithm goes through and finds other features and correlates them, like, you know, probability-wise to, this is a dog, this is a cat. Mm -hmm. Unsupervised learning, maybe that has more to do with clustering? I have no idea. Yeah, clustering is a good example of unsupervised learning because cool. you don't have that label dog or cat through which you can um, calculate an error. So like dog, like is it a dog or cat might be encoded as like the target value is dog equal to one. And then you calculate the probability that it's a dog. And if you calculate 0.8, then your error is just 0.2. And you can use that feedback to, that's how the model learns, that's how it trains. But gotcha. with the unsupervised clustering algorithm, you don't have that label to go off of. So you just have the data itself that you're mining for patterns. So you just start with a random point and you're like, look around. What are all the other points that are near me? How far away are they in space? You can calculate distances that way. Okay, what if I take the ones with the nearest distance and just take those couple and, and call them um, dog cluster? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and you don't get the label dog at all, but right, um, right, I, right. as a human, can later on examine those clusters and say, like, oh, yeah, these all look like Pomeranians to me. You, so. you can supervise that learning as a human. Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then what was the other one we talked about? It was... We talked about classification. Um, so classification is actually the dog and, and the cat example because there's okay. the categories that you're trying to predict. Whereas with the parking ticket thing, this might be closer to a regression because it mm -hmm. looks like you're going to try to predict the number of tickets per census tract or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's definitely more of a regression. And it's kind of like looking for some sort of linear correlation between elements of the Census Bureau information and the number of parking tickets. Yeah. And to be clear, you can have nonlinear um, regressions as well. Oh, sweet. That's, yeah. that's, maybe that's what was confusing me as I was thinking of clustering as nonlinear regressions. When it doesn't seem like that's what it is. Um, no, that's just more about the shape of your data and the complexity oh. of how the features interact. Cool. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Um, later, I think. Yeah. Did we want to talk about anything else today? Did we cover train test split last time? Was that clear? I think we did, because we were talking about the temporal element of, like, I was going to train my data mm -hmm. on 2014-2015 okay. data and then see if we can predict the 2019 yeah. since your tracks uh, based on the features that maybe have changed. And I think what I like about that is that there is like a five-year difference, right? And because Oakland is one of these places where gentrification and income change is happening a lot per area, we'll really be able to see if that prediction is connected to um, a change in whatever the Census Bureau information is, or if it's more like a geographically stable. Yeah, that does make me a little nervous. There's a concept of data drift, which is if, if your model is trained on data that's substantially different than the data it's going to do predictions on, then your model will not be very accurate in the test environment. So it'll be interesting to see how stable the, the algorithm is over time. It means I got to make a good model here. <laughs> You got to pray for sit signal in your data, I think. Yeah. 
very first signal. Uh, other than that, uh, I think did we did we cover everything? I think we did. Yes. Yeah, so follow us on Twitter at data learners or shoot us an email at datalearnerspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you guys rate us, subscribe, do the things that other people tell you to do on podcasts, but for us too. Absolutely. been talking for a long time i feel like it just flew by 22 minutes of recording and the first few minutes were us talking about things that shall never air (laughs) yeah uh tori stumbling into more inappropriate things to say (laughs) it's just an accident